this song. Uh, we are looking back at the year in sports 2012. I'm Spike Eskin doing it with top five lists, a different one every segment we've already done. What have we done already? Top five Phillies moments, top five national athletes. Uh, thanks to Bob and Ethan who came up with those lists. We'll get to the top five Philly sports moments, Philly, all of Philadelphia in just a moment with Warren. First, um, Mike had a comment. Mike, you're on 94 WIP. Hey, how's it going? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. Um, I was hoping to get in a, a top five list. Uh, what did you have, real quick? Okay. Um, well, I uh, I took a different route and I went just in sports. In sports overall, national overall, sport. Okay. Overall, national sports. Okay, um, do it. Okay, my number five. Um, I'm going to get the obscure sports out of the way. Okay. Uh, um, do it quick. Number, all right, go go ahead. Go ahead, man. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, my number five. Um, I'll go uh, Messi. The, uh, the soccer player yes. scored a ridiculous amount of goals this year. Yeah. Um, Internationally, you got to include Lionel Messi. Uh, right. Absolutely, absolutely. And then uh, I'll go back into um, national. Um, number four, I had uh, Mike Trout just taking the league by storm, kind of proving that he's going to be the future. The next Mickey Mantle. Number three? Number three, um, I, uh, I did um, Adrian Peterson, of course, you know, just... The rushing record is is within grasp. You know, hopefully, hopefully he can have a big game. You know, it's gonna be tough, but um. Yeah, I think he needs like 180 some yards. But even to be yeah. close is amazing. Who'd you have at number two? What'd you have at number two? I had number two. Um, to go back to baseball, um, you got to go, uh, Mr. Triple Crown. Um, to put it together, and it's been it's been so long since it's been done. Yeah, um, you know, Miguel Cabrera, you know, I was thinking about Ethan's list. I, I think I'd probably have to replace Eli Manning on Ethan's list with Miggy Cabrera. I, 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 think. I, th- I think so. I yeah. think so. Given that he won the Super Bowl, it's understandable, but I, I, you got to give AP the, the the nod over Eli. Yeah, and number and one? No surprise, uh, LeBron. Yes. Yeah. The LeBron show. The all-LeBron show. <laughs> 2012 was his year. Yeah, so. it sure was. Uh, he's going to have a lot of those years, my friend. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for checking in and listening, Mike. I appreciate it, brother. Absolutely. Great show. Great thank show. you, man. I appreciate it. Trying to bring some positivity to the end of 2012. Warren, what's up, buddy? Going on, Spike. How you doing? Now, I told Warren uh, that he had to do the top five Philadelphia sports moments of 2012, and he sort of chuckled in the email, and he was like, oh, wow, this is, this is not going to be easy. Um, you know, when you combine all four sports, there's I think there's enough to pick from, right? Yeah, actually, I thought it would be a lot harder, but I actually came up with five or six really good moments pretty quickly. So I guess that kind of shows you how bad it was and you can come up with six pretty quickly and then the rest are just kind of like you know eh. boring but <laughs> yeah um all right so we're counting out the top five philadelphia sports moments of 2012 with warren croxton uh warren how's the warren's working with the sixers how's that going good yeah well, actually uh my internship with them just ended oh. um yeah because i uh got credit you know my credit for school um so that that was that's over, but it was an incredible experience. I mean, I got to learn a lot of information. Uh, I learned. I worked under Max Rappaport and Jerry Rizzo, two two great guys to work for. I got to experience the Sixers game from press row. Um, a great experience. Heck, I would recommend it for any any college graduate or college 
person in college that's looking for a uh, internship for school. Well, I recommend everybody tweet at Aaron, Adam Aaron and tell them to hire a warrant. All right. <laughs> Number five, Philadelphia Sports Moment of 2012. What do you got? Um, this, game, this game actually ended in a loss, but with when I was going through this list, I went through, you know, it had to be like a signature moment or a monumental moment for the city. And despite the fact that the Flyers lost to Winter Classic, I, you can't ignore the impact it had on the fan base, the organization, and the city. Um, just the entire aura around the entire event with the alumni game. The alumni game sold out. I mean, how many other cities would sell out an alumni game with 50-year-old men running around on ice skates? <laughs> Um, yeah, and you know what? Um, and I think we'll get to this uh, a lot later on when we do the Flyers list. But you know, the ret- speaking of the alumni game, the return of Lindros I thought was a, a pretty big deal. You know, I mean, he was he was hockey in the city for a yeah. little bit. You know, and it was um, he was. There are certain players that sort of their profile goes uh, above the sport, and I felt like Lindros was one of those guys. And it was sort of an interesting thing with Brzezgalov not not playing the winter classic either i you know i feel like it was sort of a a sign of things to come um that whole thing as well so right um Um, number four number four for me was uh the uh free throws to send the sixers to the eastern conference semis it was the team's first franchise or playoff series win since 2002 2003 and uh for iguodala to do it a guy who struggled from the free throw line and to me, he's arguably the, the second biggest lightning rod in the city in the past decade behind McNabb. Um, I just thought it was incredible theater, incredible drama. Um, only the fifth number, number eight seed to upset a one. Um, and it kind of, you know, gave, gave guys like Holiday and Turner, you know, an opportunity to, you know, advance into the playoffs, you know. Um, so I put that at number four. I, I, that's something, and it's one of only two teams that actually want a playoff series in Philadelphia this year. So you have to put them on the list. You know, I, I, I'm trying to remember all, all five. I remember that the Knicks beat the Heat um, one year as an eight over a one. Memphis beat San Antonio. Uh, the Hornets beat the Mavs. And I, I can't remember what the I other... I think it was the Nuggets. Oh, over the, the Sonics. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Because it was Matumbo lying on the floor holding the yeah. ball over his face. You're right. There it yeah. is. Um, the uh, And those free throws, you know, I got to tell you, I, I was here. I, I, my radio show was on after that game was over. And he gets fouled. And, of course, around the work, I'm the, you know, the Iguodala guy or whatever. And I, I wasn't right. on the air yet. And I was watching in the producer studio, and he gets fouled. And I was like, he's going to miss one or two, and this is my, this is going to be my fault here, right? And everybody's like, yep, this is going to be your fault. And he made them both, and I was just, I didn't even, I, didn't, I was saying earlier, I didn't even know how to handle it because I had never planned on that happening. Um, and I felt like it sort of led to, you know, him hitting those shots in game six against Boston. Um, you know, the, the, the comeback, um, I thought was amazing too. So, um, so, okay, number three. Number three, I, I went with the entire Flyers Penguins playoff series, but I decided to pick one individual moment from that series, and that was the uh, opening faceoff, um, in game six, um, against the Penguins when Drew takes the opening faceoff, you know, hits, uh, Sidney Crosby and then, like 20 seconds later, scores a goal, and that kind of you know opened the floodgates of that game. That led to, led them to go on to win the series. Um, and I actually 
wrote down the quote that Peter Laviolette said after the game. It's, when the best player in the world comes to you and says, I don't know who you're starting, but I want the first shift, that tells you, the, that tells you something about Claude Giroux. That was the one moment that from the entire season that I'll, I'll never forget. Um, he called him the best player in the world. Um, being a leader, doing stuff like that, that's something that I'll never forget. That entire playoff series was really goofy. Um, they scored 20 goals in the first three games to take a 3 three nothing lead. And then uh, the Penguins scored 10 goals in game four. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah, that was a crazy series, and that, but that moment that that Giroux hit on Crosby and then the goal is just a, it's a career defining moment. It's just right. it's, it's a moment you know it's it's get me to the plate, boys. It's it's all those mm-hmm. things you know that that happen in movies that you don't. You know, that, that makes sports great that you don't really ever believe happens in real life. You know, he goes, he takes out Crosby, he scores, he goes, how does that really happen? You know, but I, th- I thought that was a great moment for Giroux, a great moment for the Flyers, and a, a great moment for the city as well. Number right. two. Uh, number two, this is not an actual individual game, but uh, it has to be the bottom trade. Um, you know, you're talking, you're talking about a franchise that has only won two playoff series since the, the finals run. Um, new ownership. A lot of fans were upset with, you know, being mediocre, and the new ownership took a chance and made the made the trade for a franchise-changing center, the first All-Star center since Moses. We all know what happened when Moses got here, um, and you you just look at a guy like Bynum, and I obviously it's a, right now he's injured, but at the time this is, this was a move that put them in the the quote-unquote um, contenders list, um, and now you have Holiday and Turner. And eventually, when Bynum gets back, that's a pretty solid three to to build your franchise around. And it changed completely changed the Sixers from being relevant in the city again. Yeah, and you know what? I will say that regardless of whether he he plays here or doesn't play here or whatever the hell happens, that that moment, you know, that that press conference at the visitor center was just is a moment that just it made you feel like it was back. You know, sports is about right. moments, and I remember sitting there in press, and you know, it felt like most of the press was sort of annoyed with the setup of it because they couldn't hear and the crowd was going nuts, and I'm just sitting there in press, sort of giggling, and you know, because I'm only fake press anyway i'm not real press um i'm sitting there giggling and cheering because to me we're not cheering out loud but inside cheering because it was just an amazing moment you know it was just a oh my god things are different you know right everything and afterwards is just detailed that, that press conference actually happened on my birthday so that's that was a great oh, wow. birthday present yeah, yeah it, i mean obviously it's just coincidence but for it to happen on my birthday and for them to make such a, a franchise changing mood move whether he plays or not it was just awesome experience to uh kind of live through that and number one on warren's list of the top five philadelphia sports moments of 2012 is i i think this is without a doubt has to be the brian dawkins game um i was actually at the game so it kind of gives me a different perspective than watching on television because i'm not sure people on television could really see you know what happened at halftime but uh yeah when he comes out of the the tunnel um, gets the crowd going. The crowd's already in a frenzy because they know it's going to happen. Um, it's a typical NFC East game. Um, it, uh, you know, Shady runs for 123 yards. And then you get, and then Henry hits what you think is going to be the game winner at 149 to go. And then you think, oh, this defense is going to be able to stop them, of course, right? And of course, Eli doing what Eli does best, drives him into field goal position. And then, of course, you being a typical Eagles fan, you just 
he just already imagined Hines is going to hit the, the game winner. And, of course, he misses it. You, everyone goes crazy. But, of course, Andy calls timeout. Place goes, <laughs> yeah. place goes nuts. I throw my hat um, because, obviously, it's my hat's fault. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, of course, obviously, Hines misses again. And then you would think after going 3-1 and one, that the, the game would make him go 3-1. and one. And that leads them onto a magical run to what now would be the fourth pick in the NFL draft. So yeah, I know. Um, I I know uh, what's it called. Um, I, thinking back to the three and one and the fact that it it went the way that it did, I, especially after that game, it just all right. We're talking about positive things, so we won't talk about how it went negative. You remember no, just the Andrew Biden press conference, just the B Doc return. That's what we'll do. Um, right. And then at halftime, obviously, it was a great show by the Eagles. Um, it was uh, a laser light show. Dawkins spoke. He did the Eagles fight song one final time. It was just an incredible, it was an incredible halftime show, and it was great to be a part of it. Um, and it was a great moment, really. Just, even if the Eagles would have lost that game, just to have the who some might feel is the best player that we've seen in our in our generation um, in an Eagles uniform to, since Reggie, obviously, um, to have his number retired is uh, quite an experience to be at. I'm glad, and no no amount of money, um, you know, I paid like you know eighty bucks to go to the game, but it, any amount of money would have been worth it to be at that game. Um, two moments I thought that were uh, were big weren't on your list. Fairly not on your list, but not on your list. I thought Joe the Joe Banner press conference of him leaving I thought was just a, a whether it was good, bad, or indifferent. It was just a it was a huge moment. I thought um, just waking up to that news. I just remember being just floored. Um, and Cole, right. Cole Hamill's resigning I think is a uh, is a big moment as well. But I love your list, and I think you did a, right. a great job. One more that I had to struggle to keep off the list was Irison returning for Game Six. Yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, it did. obviously another guy who the the city loves and just living living off the high of that win, sending it to Game Seven. It actually led me to buy tickets to go to Game Seven in Boston. Saw you up there. <laughs> Saw you up there. Took you longer to get there than it took me though. Remember, take the Tappan Zee Bridge next time, Warren. You gotta take Absolutely. the Tappan Zee Bridge. Alright, uh, you can follow, follow Warren on Twitter at Warren Croxton. It's spelled C-R-O-X-T-O-N. You did a great job. Your top five Philadelphia sports moments of 2012. Number five, the Winter Classic. Number four, the Sixers beat the Bulls. Uh, number three, Flyers beat the Penguins. Number two, the Andrew Bynum trade. And number one, B-Docs return. Um, you did a great job, brother. Thanks, bud. All right, thanks, Warren. All right, here's what we got for you. Now, we're looking back on 2012 with a bunch of top 12 lists, and this is all with you giving the list and you giving your feedback on how the list went. Coming up at midnight, the worst Philadelphia sports moments of 2012. How to do that once. That's with Lee. At 11.40, the top five Philly athletes of 2012. And coming up next at 11.20, the top five WWE wrestlers of 2012. Who had the best year? Uh, I want to know what you think of the list so far. You can do that on Twitter at Spike Eskin or on the Xfinity Voice Line 888-729-9494 and pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. I'm Spike Eskin 94 WIP Sports Time is 1116. Radio 94 WIP. Beginning January 2nd, you will have a new alternative for national sports. It's the new CBS Sports.
Sports 6 to AM with Brandon Terry, Tiki Barber, and Dana Jacobson. Weekday morning 6 to 9. John Feinstein, 9 a.m. to noon. Jim Rome, noon to 3 p.m. And Doug Gottlieb, 3 to 6 p.m. For a nationwide perspective on sports, it's the new CBS Sports on 610. For Philadelphia's best live and local sports talk with Angelo, Mike, and Ike, Anthony and Glenn, and Rob Ellis, it's 94.1 WIP. Dear Honda, thanks for getting my entire family amazing deals during the Happy Honda Day sales event. The Pandora compatibility in the CRV is perfect for my music obsessed system. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rearview camera on the Honda Pilot will keep mom's gardenia safe from dad. That's not good. In the Honda Odyssey for my mom, she talks more than I thought humanly possible. So the Bluetooth feature is pretty fantastic. Yeah, but she totally didn't understand what I was saying. I mean, hello. And then suddenly I think the line was oh, good. And, I mean, and one last thing. I'm getting my license soon, so you better hook me up. I think I'd look pretty good in a Civic. Sincerely, Nick. More happiness with every Honda during the Happy Honda Day sales event. Get 0.9% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on a 2013 Pilot. Packed with standard features like Bluetooth hands-free link and a rear-view camera. Visit your Honda dealer today. Pandora Internet Radio compatible with select smartphones. Wireless carriers rates apply. The Bluetooth board mark and logos are owned by the Bluetooth SIG, Inc. And any use of such marks by Honda Motor Company Limited is under license. See dealer for financing details. I was not a happy person. I felt anxious and worried all the time about everything. I was snapping at my husband and kids. I was just miserable. Finally, I said, enough is enough. And I called to try a sample of Lumiday. And now, I am so happy that I did. If you worry too much, feel anxious or exhausted, Lumiday can help you feel more relaxed, confident, and positive. Enjoy a complimentary two-week sample now by calling 1-800-400-1914. Lumiday is an all-natural supplement, uniquely formulated with ingredients clinically proven to promote a more positive mood. Lumiday has helped thousands of people feel more relaxed and enjoy happier days, and it's now the number one selling mood enhancement supplement at GNC. So if you're ready to feel more relaxed, confident, and positive, call now for your complimentary sample. Lumiday is available at GNC, Rite Aid Pharmacies, and Vitamin World, but you can only get your complimentary two-week sample by calling now, 1-800-400-1914. That's 1-800-400-1914. 1,000 vehicles at one location, Barbera's on the boulevard. Zero down, zero interest, zero payments, and I'll say it again, friends, is Barbera the best? <laughs> Boy, I guess. It's a winter money land, thanks to the holiday instant games. Five games with top prizes of up to 100 grand. Give and play holiday instant games from the New Jersey Lottery and give your dreams a chance. Offer excludes new Kia Soul Sportages and Optimus. Ho, ho, ho. Five grand off, five grand off at Gateway Kia. Three great ways for you to save. We can't wait to see ya. Five grand off the dealer price of five grand for your trade. Or leave with a check for five grand at Gateway. You got it made. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Want more holiday cash? Then come save $5,000 off the dealer posted price at Gateway Kia. And that's on every new Kia in stock. Or get $5,000 over book for your trade. Or put a check in your pocket for five grand. The choice is yours. Take $5,000 off the dealer posted price. Or get $5,000 over book for your trade. Or buy or lease any new Kia this month and leave with a check in your pocket for five grand. We'll see you at Gateway Kia. Route 611 in Warrington and Route 309 in Quakertown. Shop online at gatewaykia.com. Gateway Kia. Kia, the power to surprise with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. <laughs> Sports Radio 94, WIP. Sports Update. I'm 
Sue Schilling. This 2020 sports update brought to you by the Good News in Real Estate. Eagles set for their final game of the season when they visit the Giants on Sunday. Kickoff 1 o'clock. You can hear it on 94 WIP. Birds come in with a record of 4-11. and 11. Eagles running back LaShawn McCoy says despite the disappointing season, he supports head coach Andy Reid. I feel like Coach Reid will be here. Um, and that's my mindset until told otherwise. He's a great coach. I support him. Um, I think he should stay here. You know, it's not my call. Um, and I just got to you know, handle what I can control. And that's just each day come to work hard you know, and do my job. Giants come in with slim playoff hopes as they need to beat the Eagles and have the Vikings, Bears, and Cowboys all lose. The Sixers back at it tomorrow night when they visit the Golden State Warriors. The Nets fired head coach Avery Johnson today, P.J. Carlissimo, the interim head coach. College football, San Jose State beat Bowling Green 29-20 in the Military Bowl. Cincinnati over Duke 48-34 in the Belk Bowl. Make sure you tune in this and every Saturday at 7 a.m. on WIP AM to catch the good news in real estate, all positive all the time. CBS 3 Eyewitness weather, mostly clear and cold tonight. Low 28, mostly sunny tomorrow. High 40. It's 33 in Philadelphia. That's 2020 sports scores and the latest sports information at 20 minutes before and after every hour. Top five lists all night long, until two at least. I'm Spike Eskin. Xfinity voice line is 888-729-9494, pound 9494 in your AT&T and Verizon. So here's what we got coming up. Uh, Coming up at midnight, the top five worst Philadelphia sports moments of 2012. At 1140, the top five Philadelphia athletes of 2012, that is individuals. And right now, something that is near and dear to my heart, something that always gets a lot of love and a lot of hate on the Spike Eskin program, uh, a little bit of talk about uh, the WWE with uh, Jake tonight. What's up, buddy? Uh, not much, Frank. I'm doing good, man. We're going to look at the uh, top five WWE superstars. Um, you know, one thing I think is funny to WWE, I, I, I didn't pay attention for like a decade, and I think it's funny how much everybody watches, you know, the grown-ups, the adults that talk about it, and how much right. they complain about it, that it's not any good and it should be better, but how much they watch like nine hours of programming every week. Yeah, it, yeah I'm the same way. I'm always complaining, but I always at least watch Raw, normally. SmackDown and then whatever other junk they put on, I'll watch it all. But I, I will complain about it too. Yeah, it's it's really amazing. When you think about it, it's like even if you just watch Raw, SmackDown, and Main Event, it's eight hours. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Um, and uh, yeah, real quick, uh, before we get to your top five list, uh, a huge quote from LeBron James after the game last night. Le- I called yeah, Ric Flair was at the Bobcats Miami Heat game, and LeBron James says that Ric Flair was one of the guys that invented swag. <laughs> that's, that's pretty hard to argue with, I feel like. I mean, he's, he at least used to be the definition of swag, not so much anymore, but... He, he definitely used to be. Yeah, now he's crazy old swag, but he's still swag. Um, all right, top five wrestlers of uh, 2012. Who do you got at number five? Uh, number five was a little tough. My top four was easy. Number five was tough. I put Ryback number five. 
I know he hasn't been around much. I guess he probably debuted in about June. But everything he does has done has been very entertaining, and that's, that's why I put him there. He hasn't been boring at all. I've always been very interested in what he's going to do next. Yeah, you know, Ryback is one of the guys that the super nerdy, uh, no offense to you guys, um, I'm not, I don't say that in a bad way, they're super nerdy, uh, wrestling fans all hate because like he didn't earn it, you know, and he's, right. he, he's not really even a good wrestler. Even though I thought in that, ma- in the tables, ladders, chairs match against the Shield, I actually thought he did really well. Um, yeah, I thought he was great in that. Yeah, you know, it was his first match where he actually, he looked like he was, he could, you know, handle a full match, but the reaction he gets, and the impact he's had, I think, is sort of undeniable. And I, I don't think it makes him top three, but I think having being number five is fair. Um, exactly. And, and the reaction is such a big part. You can just, you know, being, re- being a good wrestler is one part, but get it. To be that over with the crowd is just a thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's every time. It's every time he comes out. Um, yep. uh, number four, who do you have? Number four, I had Dolph Ziggler. Um, his his year as a whole really hasn't been all that great, but I guess since Money in the Bank in July, I think he's been fantastic. He won the SmackDown Money in the Bank match, and he had to defend the, the briefcase tw- twice, which I don't think we've ever seen. Yeah. But he beat Jericho and Cena both times. I mean, those are two two of the better wrestlers of the past 10 years, probably, and he beat both of them to hold on to his briefcase, and he's just been, he's been very good ever since he stopped teaming with Swagger, and now he seems like he's kind of dropped with the era, which is great for him. Yeah, you, you kind of go out and do his own thing now. You know, uh, you know, Ange Goldstein, who's on the show often talking about WWE, right. says that a lot of times these these heel type guys need to drop their managers um, because even though they get them to a certain point, they sort of, uh, you know, prevent them from going any further. And I, I feel like Ziggler was that way with uh, Vicky Guerrero, and he's had a bit. He won the Money in the Bank, defended it twice, lost Vicky Guerrero, gets in a Cena feud, and you know, to compare him to Ryback, Ryback's the guy that everyone says can't wrestle, and Ziggler's the guy that everybody wants. Uh, to get a chance, so I thought that was a good pick. Uh, who do you have at number three? Number three, I had John Cena. Um, you know, he, he's always going to be on a list like this, and a lot of the nerdy type people, they don't like him, but I think that's that's insane. They just don't like him because he, he's on TV too much, and they always like, complain about that top guy. And with Cena, you know, everybody says he can't wrestle, and that's, that's, that's ridiculous to me. He's a very good wrestler. He had two of my favorite matches of the year, his match with The Rock at WrestleMania, and then his match a month later with Brock Lesnar, which was very different. The different kind of match within Chicago, so the crowd really helped. It was just great. And, you know, he hasn't held a championship this year, but it's kind of at a point where he doesn't need that. And he was just himself all year. Good feud after good feud. He did a lot of good stuff with Punk. I thought he just he just had a good year like he always does. Yeah, and you know what? He he still every time his music comes on, it doesn't matter if they're booing or cheering, they're making noise. It's it's yeah. it you know, it's every time. Um so and it's still as soon as the music comes on, it's just the crowd goes nuts, whether they're angry at him or, or they like him. Uh we're counting we're we're looking we're counting down. We're we're looking back at the uh the year in sports in twenty twelve, uh with different top five lists every segment. This top five list is the top five WWE superstars of twenty twelve. Uh Jake's given us his list. Number two, who do you have? Uh, number one and number two is tough for me, but at number two I put Daniel Bryan. Um, he's had just an unbelievable year. This time a year ago, he, he was actually the world champion on SmackDown. But he was he was just kind of boring. He was plain. I still really liked him, but there really wasn't much to his character. 
And just this year, he has just evolved so much as a character. And it's, it's unbelievable how the crowd reactions he's getting now. And he's still just such a great wrestler. He did great stuff with CM Punk. And now his, his, his tag team with Kane and all their anger matches and stuff is just as funny as it gets in the WWE world. He's just had a great year. Yeah, and you know what? Every time, you, the thing with Daniel Bryan is every time I think I'm bored of what's going on, he comes out and it makes me laugh. It's, it works every time. And I think, I, you know, it's, it sounds silly and it sounds a little, uh, a little corny to say, but the fact that he enjoys it, um, and you can tell that he enjoys it, I think it, it sort of has an effect on how people feel about him. You know, I, I think uh, I think the fact that he looks like he's having fun out there, even when he's being ridiculous, I think uh, makes people feel good about watching him, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. So I, I think it's it's sort of infectious. And, and something like professional wrestling, when, you know, the wrestling is, is a part of it, the physical thing is a part of it, but what really it is, is about is about personalities and it's about stories, and he does a great job with those. And when you think about the way his year started, uh, losing in 18 seconds at WrestleMania uh, to Sheamus, losing the world championship. And the, the most interesting thing about that was, like, y you started hearing those yes chants in the crowd. And it, it happened without anyone really noticing. Like, he started becoming a big deal, like that cult hero before anyone noticed. Um, and yeah. that was kind of the – and he didn't even get a shot right after that, you know. It, it still took a little while. Yeah, kind of losing in 18 seconds is oddly what really turned him into a star. It doesn't make any sense. That's that's how it happened. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, I will say I told you an email that I I had your number one and number two flipped around. But right. who'd you have at number one? I think this is pretty obvious. Right, I, I had CM Punk at number one. I mean, he's been a favorite of mine since he since he first came in. So I'm I'm kind of more biased towards him than a But I mean, he's been a champion all year long. Um, he had the awesome heel turn against The Rock. He did great, unbelievable feuds with Jericho and Daniel Bryan. And bits of, bits of interchange stuff with Kane and even Dolph Ziggler at the beginning of the year.